0: Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard. I want to thank you for joining us as we continue to study the Word of God and go into the Scriptures. And today, we're going to continue our subject in our series this week on Feasting on Jesus. Feasting on Jesus. Because in our time and in our where we are today, and I believe we as the Church Universal must continue to focus in, or if you are not, now is a good time to focus in on jesus christ he's our savior he's our lord he's everything when the jews asked him who he was <clears throat> and one of the things one of the times that when they were questioning him jesus told them he said i am i am the bread of life i am he that came from above i am and when they heard that name and that uh, name of god when when moses asked him he said who shall i tell them that you are when he was getting ready to go to Pharaoh, he said, tell them, I am that I am. So when Jesus equated himself with God and had the unmitigated gall in our day, or we would say he had the audacity, but he, it wasn't audacity, it wasn't gall, it was the fact that that was who he was, who he is, or who he ever shall be. The scripture says in the New Testament that he was God manifested in the flesh. Who would imagine a God coming down to his creation, putting himself on their level so that he could get them out of the mess that they started. That's the love and the kindness and the the pull that we have on him. We are God's heart. We are his creation. We, as Genesis says, when God was creating and he was giving his commandments to Adam and to all the angels and to every when he was speaking out in his days of creation, telling this every seed to bear uh, uh, every tree to bear seed of itself and speaking to the animals and putting them. And, and when he created Adam, he gave Adam something that he didn't even give the angels. He gave Adam not only an assignment as everybody else had. The trees had an assignment. The fish had an assignment. The lion had an assignment. The trees, the seeds had an assignment. But he gave Adam dominion. Adam had rights in the earth that nobody else had. He had dominion. And it it should have been passed on to us. But Adam gave up his right. But what did Jesus come to do? He came back to take everything that Adam gave up and he gave it to us. He put it in. He said, all power is given unto me. Why? Because he took it. He took it back from Satan. And that's what he was telling his disciples on his, on the, on his day that he began to, he was, on his resurrection day, on his day that he ascend ascended up to the heavens. He said, I give this power to you. He told them, you've read it many times. In the, in the end of the Gospels, in Matthew 28 and in, in the other uh, uh, Gospels, it states what Jesus left us. He empowered us. He, he gave us. And not only that, he told them, he said, don't leave Jerusalem. He said, you stay. Because the comforter is coming. That comforter that he spoke of in John 14 and John 16. He said, I'm, he said I must need go away. He said, but I'm going to send you a comforter. He's going to be with you and he's going to be in you. See, we have something that that the disciples, when they were called, they had Jesus with them. But later on, after the day of Pentecost, they had Jesus in them. And we have that same right. When we come into the body of Christ, Jesus says, I come to dwell with you. When you accept Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you. But he also wants to baptize you in him as you have the power, the dunamis, to walk in the power of God. So today we're going to start out again in the book of John, John 6 chapter. And this is going to be our basis in this series. And we're going to move forward from there. But first we're going to start out, I'm sorry, in the book of John 6 chapter and the 47th verse. And I can quote it, but I want to read it because I want to add a little more to it. This is John 6 and 47 and it reads verily verily i say unto you he that believeth on me hath everlasting life for john 6 48 says for i am that bread of life we see you can feast on bread this bread and this bread we're talking about today is our lord and our savior and as we read in our previous message about, and that we talked about about how that Jesus came and he wanted, not only uh, not only is he the bread, but he wants us to partake of that bread and he was not just talking about the communion table as he did explain to them how that they must eat his flesh which is bread indeed, and drink his blood which is drink indeed at the, at, the ta- at the communion table but we must feast on him daily because he's not only that, he's the bread of life. He is the word of God. Fast the bread. Feast on him. And that's where our relationship, that's how we get to know him. If you want to know Jesus, get to know his word. The Bible says in John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word is God. That same word walked among us. He dwelt among us. And today we're going to go, as we move forward from uh, John 6, 47 and 48, let's go on. And, we, and we're going to talk about in over in Matthew 15. This is Matthew, the, uh, 16th, the 15th chapter. And we're going to start reading around, let's see, Matthew 15, let's read around verse number 21. Matthew 15, verse number 21. And it reads, then Jesus went thence and departed in the coast of Tyre and Sidon. This is a familiar story. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and said unto him and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. See, she wanted his attention. She needed him. She said she was a woman of Canaan, first of all which means she was not of the Jewish family. She was not born in the Jewish family. And so she needed to get his attention because by, 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 by the law, you did not associate, Jews didn't associate with Gentiles because Gentiles were clean, unclean rather. They did not have relationship with God. They did not know this God as, and they did not they were not part of the covenant of Abraham. Because you had to be born into the family to be a part of the Jewish nation. Or you could later on, you could, you could marry into, into it. But there were so many generations that had to pass before you could partake of, of, uh, of the things of, of, the, uh, of the covenant. But I want to tell you now, this woman came to him and said, oh, Lord, have mercy on me. She she then, when she asked for mercy, she recognized that he was king. He said, you, son of David, have mercy. She said, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. She said, my daughter is tormented. But it says that Jesus ignored her. He says, but he answered her, not a word. He just stayed silent. And his disciples came and besought him saying, send her away. She's bothering her. She's making a scene. Sometimes you got to, you, got, you got to open your mouth. There are times to open your mouth and cry out. There are, as, uh, 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 the book of Ecclesiastes says, there's a time and a season for all, time, for all things. There's a sign that seeks uh, to be silent and there's a time to cry out. There is a time. And this was her time because she recognized who he was. Being a Gentile. Having no relationship. Having no uh, relationship with God. But knowing there was a God. Knowing. Having heard of Jesus. And see, it's one thing to, having to, 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 to have, know, have heard of him. But it's another to know him. But this woman put his, her faith in him. And this is what Jesus was, was, was speaking to his brethren about. When they asked him. Say, Lord when they saw jesus raising the dead healing the sick blessing people uh uh being a a a a deliverer speaking kindness to those who were the outcasts eating with uh publicans and sinners these were Jewish people but yet they had they were they were uh had steps out of uh, they stepped out of the 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 the, 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 the obedience of god or prostitutes prostitutes and you were committing adultery or fornication, you're supposed to be stoned. The publicans and tax collectors, they were hated. Publicans, because they were sinners, they had no relationship. They they didn't come to the synagogue. If they did, they knew where they stood because they weren't weren't a Pharisee. They weren't dutifully washing over the law and trying to keep it and, 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 and doing all those things. They knew of God, but they weren't building their relationship with him. But this woman, again, I'm, I'm making a, I'm, yes, I'm making a point of this, that she didn't have a right by birth, but her faith reached out to him. And the disciples said, you need, to, we need somebody to shut her down. Many of us, the world and many, sometimes the church in there in, 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 will, will try to shut you down. Religion, the true church of God won't shut you down. But religion, religion will tell you to be quiet. Hold your peace. Shut up. You're making too much noise. Why are you crying? Nobody else in here crying. Why are you raising your hands and giving thanks? We don't raise our hands in here. And it goes on to say, But he answered and said, I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Meaning, it's not my time to serve you. It's not my time to reach out to the Gentiles. I'm coming to those who are the born, the, the blood born uh, uh, descendants of Abraham. It's not for me to step out of my time because it's not her time. Her time is coming, but at the resurrection day, that's her time. But right now, I'm reaching out to my blood born brothers and, and, and sisters. The 60th verse said, then she got closer. I'm sorry, the 25th verse, 1525 says, then she came and worshiped him. She got close and said, Lord, help me. I can just see. Can't you just see her? Her daughter's tormented. Somebody told you, look, there's a man that's healing, they're raising the dead. He's not only that, he he, he loves people. He's a people person. He will fellowship with you. And I believe her faith leaping, and said, oh, you know what? I'm not. Her, her mind probably told you, why would he deal with you? But her faith says, I'm going to try it. The, the, the most that he could say is no. But to go, to have a request unspoken, there's many in the body of Christ, even today, who believe they're not worthy. I'm not worthy. None of us are worthy in our flesh. What makes us worthy is Jesus. Jesus makes us worthy. He, the Bible says, is our mediator. Jesus is the reason why the scripture says, you shall come boldly before the throne of grace. Not because we're so holy, we're so good, I'm so that, so, so much of this or so much of that. My title gets me there. No, Jesus gets me there. Jesus enables me to come to the Father and say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, That's what you said. See, if I say what he said, I can do what he did. If I say what he said, I can have what he had. If I say what Jesus said, I can have all of the promises. All of the promises of God are mine. Not can have, they are mine. They're already uh, uh, reserved for me. What God is waiting on me to do and what you to do is to receive what He's already done. But look what this woman did. She came to Him. She got close. See, see, you can form relationship when you get up close. See, some folks they want to serve God from afar. Yes, I go to church, but you know I don't fellowship with any of those people there. You know, I go, I I give my time, I I I speak but you don't really have a relationship with God. And it's not so much of of trying to be everybody's friend in the church. You should be friendly. But what I'm talking about is having that relationship with God and being ready, being ready to offer assistance. Sometimes a smile. You know, people, there's so much fear and there's so uh, 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 so much division in the world today. That is it's creeping into the church where it looks, sometimes it looks like there are the have and the have nots where those, you know, who, who, who seemingly made it and with the will not deal with those who, who maybe they, they still living in the uh, uh, government apartments or they're living in the trailer park or they're living in uh, subsistence housing. You know, all these things they're doing, they're living in the tents, they're homeless, but somehow, some way they make it to the church. And the halves will help. no, I don't associate with them, not with those people. But love will bring you down to it, doesn't mean you'll come down, you will be at that level. That's what Jesus wants us at ready to love, ready. I believe, as I've, I've, if I can just put it in these words, what Jesus is going to ask us is, did we love well? Yes, you love those who loved you. You love your family. You love your friends. You love those who could, though you helped them, they helped you. But Jesus said, we got we to have, our love must be more than the scribes and Pharisees. Everybody love. most people love people who love those who love them. But will you love the unlovable? And this woman came to Jesus and said, Lord, help me. He couldn't refuse her. He goes on to say, but he answered and said. Now he had not turned her down. He just telling her conditions. See, this is what, uh, uh, this is what, you know, you're stepping outside of my boundaries. He says, it is not me to give the children's bread and cast it to dogs. What he was saying was, this bread, me, I'm coming, I've come to her. He made it plain. See, that's why the scripture, that's what Jesus wants us to do is to make the scripture so plain. He said that a fool would not err. This woman got it. He said, it is not me. He says, I can't, the requirements, you're not meeting the requirements. You're not a child of Abraham. You're not a, So if I feed you, it's like me taking the bread and throwing it to the dogs. That means I'm taking something that you're not worthy of. But what did she say? She says, yes, Lord. True. She didn't get offended because she knew who she was. But more importantly, she knew who he is. This is who I am focused on. I know he has what I need and I'm not leaving. I'm going to get what I need. And what she needed was the bread of life. She said, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. If you ever had a dog, they would just sit right by your table and wait for you. They'll wait for little tidbits. They are so happy to get it because they're getting some of your food. And that's what this daughter got. She got what the children, what many surrounding Jesus, they refused him. He said, I came to my own and and they received me not. They wouldn't hear him because he wasn't from the right family. And what I mean by not right, the right family, they knew his mother, he was born out of wedlock. They knew that he was not of the pharisaical, uh, uh, they, they knew he didn't come from their school. But yet, Jesus had the, he had the record. He was, as we would say, bona fide. He had the the history to back it up. He had the works. Because when he said it, it happened. And he spoke to her and said, Oh woman, great is your faith. You recognize the bread. You recognize that I have what you need. That I am the bread of life. And your faith has come to, you come to feast on me. Because at the feast, you want the crumbs from the feast. You want the leftovers. And that's what she said, Lord, anything you give me, if you give me a word, it's going to bring life. And she knew there was life in the crumbs. You don't have, as I often say, you don't have to know every scripture in the Bible. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You need to be a Bible believer. You have to believe in what was being spoken. You have to believe in what Jesus said. And that belief comes from reading the word of God and hearing. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you want your faith built up, just read, give yourself time to read and meditate, but that means you've got to turn off some things. doesn't mean read the Bible and work on your Facebook and doing your Twitter account and keep making sure you're bouncing the books and you know you're you you're, you're uh, uh, watching the game as you read the Bible as you're texting with friends? No when you feast, you dare and you enjoy yourself uh. There's a a word I want to use called in vibe. When you just take it in. You just almost breathe in the food. You know, you may ever smell something so good. You know, when mama, I remember mama used to cook a cake and she'd have that vanilla flavor in it and all the different things that would be in that cake. And it was cooking in the oven. And you could smell it. You could, it smells so good. You could taste it. This woman, the words that Jesus spoke, they, they, they sounded so good. They had so much life in them. She says, if he will speak to me, my daughter will be made whole. He said, yet the dogs eat. She said, rather, of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. 1528 says, and Jesus said, O woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you. Be be even unto thee as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Because she chose to feast on Jesus. Lord, I know you got what I need. He has what we need. He is what we need. He is everything. He is the Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. He is the great I am. If you need peace, go to the word of God. And just feast on every scripture that you can find. On the Prince of Peace. that He said, I give you peace. Not as the world gives peace. But he said, but this peace shall pass, that passes all understanding. Let's go over now to the book of uh, Psalms. Psalms 23. This is another familiar verse. Uh, Psalms 23, verse number four. What David, the psalmist David was talking about. How the, the peace of God. And how that if we feast on him, if we ex- receive what God has prepared for us in the middle of your issue. When everybody's crying and people are falling apart, fears all around you, things are attacking your mind. Just feast on Jesus. What did Isaiah uh, uh, 26 and 3 said? Thou shalt give, give him perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Thou shalt give him. Isaiah 26.3. He said, I'll give you perfect peace, complete peace. If you will feast on me, keep your mind on me, consume my word, meditate on my word. For I say again, he said, my word are spirit and they are life. Psalms 23.4 says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He says, even though death is overshadowing you, you might have had a got a bad report from the doctor. You could have been in a dangerous situation. You could be, you know, uh, uh, uh loss is, 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 is a disease may be racking your body. You could have pain everywhere. And looks like everybody's coming home and say, well, it doesn't look good. It's stage four. It doesn't look good. They're going to hospice now. It doesn't look good. But David says, Yea, through I walk through the valley of the shadows of death? You, could, you know, you ever been in a, a shadowy place? You know, where the sun, you can't see the sun. It's almost like you can just, oh, you can feel the darkness. It's shadowy. Death is lingering around. But David said, I will feel no evil. For you are with me. He says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Then he says, Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. He says, you will feed me. I will feast on you in the presence of those who predict my end, who laugh at me because I trusted in God, who ridicule me because I trust God rather than what the bad report that I receive." I trust God. Then he says, you anointed my head with oil." My cup runneth over. God will give you more. He's the God of more than enough. That's why he's called Jehovah Jireh. My provider. Whenever we see God in the scriptures, we see when he provides, he gives more than enough. You've read the story, how the the woman with uh, uh, the pot of oil, how she came to the prophet and said, look, they've come to take my son. They're going to take them because I owe. He said, you know, my husband was faithful. From the book of Kings. And the prophet says, what do you have in your house? She said, the only thing I got is the pot of oil. He said, look, go borrow from your neighbors and not a few. And when you do, shut the door and pour the oil. And she poured and she poured and she poured and every vessel that they got, they filled it up. Why? Because God was, it. He was showing her I'm a faithful God. Trust in my word. And she trusted in the words of the prophet. My God, church. Let's feast on him. He will, the crumbs of God. The Bible says the foolishness of God is wiser than man. The weakness of God is stronger than man. Feast on God. Consume his word. Meditate on his word. That word that, 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 that as you study it, that seemingly leaps off the page and makes your heart happy. Put that in your heart. Put that in your chamber. So that every time that thought comes to you, God, Father, thank you for that perfect peace. I heard what they said. When you're going through, if you're going through treatments, you can lay that on the table or lay there and on the radio, or while you're getting your your there are chemotherapy t- treatments and because this is what God told This is the path he told you to go. If you're standing by faith and, 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 and the Lord has said, and you have confidence in his word. And he said, no, that's not your avenue this time. This is the way that you should go. Feast on him. Trust him. Some of you may be taking natural medicine say, you know what? Uh, uh, This is what the father told me to do. He didn't tell me to go to chemotherapy, but this is the treatment he said. And he said, walk this way. Whatever way you walk, feast on his word. Trust him. Let's go now. The last verse over here in the book of Hebrews. This Hebrews uh, 11th chapter. And we're going to read verses 1 through 3. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. And it reads, as we quoted earlier, now faith is the subject of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, we have to build your faith by, with your imagination. We have to imagine and see ourselves. If your leg is broke, you got to see yourself walking. If your eyes are dim, you got to see yourself driving and seeing. If you're weak and you can't get out of bed, See yourself turning to the end of the bed, standing up tall and walking, dressing yourself, going to the, uh, uh, buying you some new shoes. You hadn't walked in months. You've been bedridden for months. Say, look, go get me some shoes. You may be in the hospice. You may be at home. You may be in the bedridden. But build your faith up on, on the word of God. Pray in tongues. Jude 1 and 9 says pray. We pray in the Holy Ghost. We build up our most holy faith by praying in the Spirit. Jude 19 and 20. Pray in the Spirit. Build yourself up. And then let your imagination see, conceive. That's where faith is conceived. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, by what? By faith. The elders obtain a good report, for it says, "Through faith we understand the world were framed." You know what framing is? Framing. You ever seen a house being built, and you only see the two by fours and nothing else on? It, it's because that those two by fours are be, are the frame. The cement that was poured, and that the that the two by fours and the wood that you see. Before the brick, before the mortar, before the uh, 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 siding goes on, before the roof goes on, all what you see is the frame. Well, guess what? That house that you have, your healing, your deliverance is framed by faith. And your faith must be built on the word you know. Scripture says that we must have faith. Faith is conceived. And it's conceived in your imagination. It's conceived out of we, us believing what's being said. And it said, the faith we, by faith, through faith we understand the worlds were framed, built up by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Even that house, even that foundation, it was conceived in the mind of the architect as he or she drew out the plans and drew out the dimensions of it. And they got to the certain materials, and they had to see it. And once they saw it in their mind, or they got the the the, the image from the, the the homeowner that this is what I want. I want the uh, window so big. I want so many windows around it. I want the roof. I want a a, a third level, a second level, and the main level and the basement. And they had to conceive of how where can I put this house? Where wh- how deep must the foundation be? How much concrete? But it was being framed in their imagination. That's why I say, whatever you want, see yourself with it. If you want to travel, see yourself getting up out of the bed, walking again. Go get you a passport. Go get your, uh, uh, go get your license where you can drive. Say, preacher, I can't even drive. I don't have a car. Go get your license. Faith is. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I'll read it again as we close today. Through faith, we understand. God has given us revelation. That it was framed by what? By the word of God. And that word which built the world is the same word that will conceive, you conceive your healing. You can see your deliverance. You conceive that, that job that you need. You must see yourself being promoted. See yourself walking in the, putting the key in your door, in your apartment, in your townhouse, in your house. Whatever you are believing for, see it. For by faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. Beloved, feast them, the word of God. I pray that you got something out of the word today. I pray that there is understanding. That you have received. And will continue to see, receive. As we study. On feasting on the word of God. I pray that if you're not saved. That you would just pray this prayer after me. Father we thank you. And we believe that you sent your son. For Jesus is the son of God. He lived and died a sinless in life. He died on the cross for me. And shed his blood. And at his resurrection, he rose, Lord, with all power in his hand. And because, Lord, he said, come unto me, I come today to receive your love, to receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. By faith, I receive my salvation. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for delivering me. And today I have a new walk and a new spirit. And I now am a child and son or daughter of the family of God. Beloved, I pray you prayed this prayer. If you've not saved, you got saved today, write us and let us know where where you're staying. And maybe hopefully we can uh, we hear from you and we can get some materials in your hand or give you some directions and where to get them so that you, too, can walk in victory in every avenue of your life. God doesn't just want you to save. He wants you to prosper in your health. In your mind. In your finances. In your relationships. Wherever you are. You bring the kingdom. And Jesus said. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. And when we do kingdom business. We occupy. So wherever you are. God wants you to shine. Thank you for joining us on Journeys in Grace today. This is Pat. Pastor Eric Hubbard saying, Until the next t- time, be blessed.